It's the More Sports Now podcast. We cover your teams on both sides of the Hudson. I'm Steve Titchener alongside Matt Lachlan. And we have John McAlevey on the line. It's week number two in the NFL, and it was an ugly week for the local teams. We'll start with the Giants, and, you know, it started out nice. Long Saquon Barkley run, uh, an early lead, but it got ugly from there, John, and it was just a rough afternoon for the Giants, man. I tell you, you mentioned it started out great, just like in Dallas, week one. They take uh, one of their first drives in Dallas, and they go right down the field. Uh, go up seven nothing. They did the same thing on Sunday, and and from right there, after they score their initial touchdowns, it's almost like you could shut off your TV set because from there on out, the uh, the football product is uninspiring. Um, and you know, as much as a lot of people, all the talk right now is, will Eli start in Tampa? Will Daniel Jones get his initial start? What's going to happen with the quarterback? The quarterback is not the problem right now. The problem is that the defense is horrendous. I mean, they're, they're indefensible. They can't stop anybody. Dallas went up and down the field, but you figure Dallas is a good team. Buffalo. Okay. Uh, Buffalo went up and down the field. Quarterback is running around like he is um, Steve Young throwing the ball all over the field, finding receiver after receiver, short gains, long gains, wherever you want it. They just seem like, well, uh, he was able well, to do whatever he before wanted. Before we go any farther, by the way, it has just been announced that Daniel Jones will start on Sunday. Literally, wow. this moment, it just came through. Matt, with some breaking news. Well, right, well. by time by time people listen to this, they'll <laughs> yeah. all know it. It's breaking day news and age. for us. Exactly. In this right. day and age uh, of, of instant uh, news delivery. But yes, uh, Pat Shermer just announced that Jones will start on Sunday against the Tampa Bay and, Buccaneers. And certainly not a surprise. We saw this coming. We no, were talking about absolutely it. Absolutely not. And, and, you know, here's the tough thing, though. I mean, you talked about the defense, uh, John, but what about the receivers? So here's, you know, he's, he's going to make his debut. And, you know, you got Sterling Shepard hurt. Is he going to be back? Uh, you, you know, you're throwing the ball to Benny Fowler, TJ Jones, Cody Latimer. I mean, you got to have an Agram, yeah. But, I mean, come on, Rhett Ellison. I mean, so... You know, you know Beckham's gone. I mean, it's it, this is a it's a tough receiving uh, uh, situation with the well, Giants right now. That, uh, Steve, I agree, but that's a question for Dave Gettleman, who mm-hmm. has, you know, he came in with his Boston accent and his, you know, we're going to play tackle football here. I'm here to do my pot because the team has been horrible, and all he's done is made it worse. If you ask me, as a Giants fan, I mean, let's take for instance. The big trade, Odell, he wanted two first-round picks. That was the word. He wanted two first-rounders. Well, here's what he settled for. The number 17 pick, Trevor Lawrence, who's been invisible on the field after two games. Jabril Peppers, who he had to have in the trade, had to have him. He's been awful. And um, and Kevin Zeitler, who's a very good offensive lineman, who's hurt. So that trade has completely blown up in its face. His 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 first round draft picks now all of the pressure in the world goes right on Daniel Jones's back because I said Trevor Lawrence has been awful and DeAndre Baker has been worse than awful. I mean, all you see on the field now is number twenty seven with skid marks up and down his back because he's gotten burned two weeks in a row. I mean, he's awful so far. I know he's a young kid, and I don't mean to. Completely first round pick and terrible. 
Yeah, I mean, it's his first year in the league. Um, well, you want them to be a star, right? Right out of the jump. And they, they've still got to develop. I mean, he's obviously a, a, an athlete. He's just, he's, well, he won he's struggling. He award for the, the best defensive back in, yeah, in yeah. college football last year, played at Georgia, was a star, and now he can't even mm-hmm. stay with somebody. I don't understand. Well, it's the, the pro game, and, and he's got to, you know, I, I think he'll he'll be fine. It's, it's you know, it's his. You do? Look, it, John, again, we want them to be stars right out of the jump, man. I mean, he's got to develop at the next level. So, I mean, well, and, and he yes, he's struggling. He's a star, but I mean, can he stay, stay <laughs> can he cover somebody? I got you. Yeah. I mean, to John's that. point, I mean, Jamal Adams hasn't had any issues, you know, accommodating mm-hmm. a professional life. So, yeah, I mean, you'd want to see signs. Somebody that good should not show that badly. Plus, a cornerback, man, that's, that's tough, right? I mean, you know, Jamal Adams is, you know, is a safety. I mean, it's a kind of, it's, it's a different position, but I anyway, understand. I'm not defending it. I, I, I'm just saying that, you know, it's, it is his first year and, and, uh, but he is a first round pick. So there's, you know, you, you want to, you know, he was the first team all American for two years in a row. He was a first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, but he, he he's been awful. I mean, and, he can't even stay in the picture with these guys. He's given 10 yard cushions. It's It's unbelievable. Listen, he's young and he's got to play and he's got to learn. But shouldn't we expect more from first mm-hmm. round draft picks that were first team All Americans and won the award for the the best defensive back in college football last year? Well, he struggled I mean, for I don't sure. Think that's too much. Well, yeah. but you'd also see, Jamie. We have seen players who are absolute busts. It's an enormous jump, and you know that's the nature of the beast. He may just be one of those guys who's a bust. It's way too early to declare him so, right. but he's been well, bad Carl and the team Banks, has been bad. Carl Banks was talking about him after the game and he, and he said that it's just the process. He said that he's going to be okay. He's just his head spinning at this level right now and he's got to settle down. You it's have just, no chance yeah. to recover in yeah. in the NFL. It just comes yeah. at you every yeah. week, every play. So and they exploit you. Mm-hmm. When yes. they see a weakness, man, they just focus on it. So, yeah, I understand what Carl is saying. But to me, now the big story is the transition. It, it, this team was never going to be good. I mean, anybody who thought this team was going to be good, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. They, no, I'm not. They, 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 were, they weren't going to be a, a challenger in, in the uh, NFC East. Yeah, they had Saquon Barkley, but coming out of camp, everybody knew they had no receivers. I mean, Sterling Shepard was the standout, but I mean, come on, uh, of, of a, an average group. Uh, and now with Shepard out, what do you what do you have? I mean, you're throwing Daniel Jones into a top spot there. No, I just it, it doesn't back. matter. But that's all the focus now. Now the focus is on the future. That'll buy Gettleman time, by the way. That'll buy him time because he'll be able to go to ownership and say, look, we knew that Eli's time had come and gone. And they may say, well, why didn't you get the guy who's got mono on the other side of the of the practice facility? Uh, why didn't you get him last year? We might be further along. And he can say, look, you know, you liked Eli. We gave him another shot, another kick at the can. Didn't work out with some of the other guys. This is our guy. So he's bought himself some time with this, with this uh, announcement and with this selection. It came maybe sooner than some people thought. I'm looking at the reaction on Twitter. I'm like, people are like, wow, amazing. Amazing. I don't follow pro football. I mean, I follow it. I don't cover it for my livelihood. What are these people say? What were they watching? Members of the media. Amazing. Wow. That came sooner than we thought. 
The only one who's doing the jig is Pat Leonard, our good friend at the Daily News, who has talked about this for two or three mm-hmm. years now. Everybody yeah, else is going, oh, my it. God, I can't believe can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Look, Eli is a great giant. He'll always have the Super Bowls on his resume. He'll receive standing ovations every time he comes back to the stadium. He may very well be a Hall of Famer. I don't know, just by the fact that he's won two Super Bowls. It's over. Look, mm-hmm. he couldn't. He had zero zip on the ball. He was a statue back there. The team around him crumbled. There's no question about it. If they put a better team around him, maybe the results would be a little better. It's over. Thank you very much for coming. Who could be surprised at this? Who could be surprised? They drafted the guy sixth overall. They tried to push Manning out under the a previous issue. coaching step. The what only issue? It was coming. Well, the only if issue. He had won. If they yeah. went one and one. What was the quarterback position? The problem. That's I mean, that's not the problem. Well, you need so a quarterback. I, I, I understand. So and he's no I, longer, and they he want was... to start developing him. But again, I'll go back to the fact that does he have the best players on the field for him to start? Like, you know, he could have came in the second half. Can... He could have came out in the second half in this game in, on, on Sunday. But, you know, I mean, again, with the again, the, the injury to Shepard. I mean, it, I don't know. It's it's uh, no. He doesn't. Daniel Jones will not ha, will not elevate the the Giants to prominence this year. But you got to get him in there. Well, fans have to understand. Would you that. rather lose with Eli mm-hmm. another lost season, or rather get this quarterback who is your future in, into the lineup? To me, it's obvious. It's oh, got to be this guy. Yeah. Now, if he had won one of the games, if the Giants were able to beat Dallas or beat Buffalo, more likely Buffalo at home, that would have been a, a better opportunity. Then you, we, we talked about it in the show, you'd give Eli another week mm-hmm. and then you give him another week if he wins that one or whatever. Once you got to 0-2 and, and now you're going on the road, it's like, hey, let's see you. Bye-bye. Thanks for coming. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. I, and, and that sounds cruel. I mean, listen, he's been a terrific player. But this has been coming. I don't see how anybody can be surprised. Yeah. Johnny, I mean, as a Giant fan, is what, what do you want? You know something? It, they've screwed this up 10 times till Sunday, going back to the whole Geno Smith thing last year, and then, you know, caving to public opinion and putting it back out there. I, I think that everyone knew that the Giants roster is – is does not have a lot of talent on it, which is all the more reason why I think what they should have done is parted ways with Eli in the in the off season. They should have either traded him or just not brought him back at that big salary cap hit. Uh, if they wanted to move in the Daniel Jones direction, then they should have done that um, initially. And and I think um, I don't think Eli. I mean, the team is awful. He has not been the problem this year. I mean. The 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 offense sure they're scoring only 15 points a game, but he hasn't been the main culprit, and um, and now I think all the as I mentioned earlier all the pressure in the world, Gettleman's career lies on this. Pat Shermer's head coaching uh, job will re- rely on how this kid from Duke, who before having a really nice preseason, which, you know, what does that really mean preseason? You're not even playing against starters most of the time. A lot of these teams don't even put their starters on the field. We're going to see what what the kid from Duke, who everybody and their mother was shocked when the Giants ran to the podium and took him at number six. We're going to see what he's all about. I was not in favor of the choice back then. And, um, 
as I say, show me something now. Now it's time to see what he can do. And unfortunately, you mentioned a couple of times, he has no one to throw the ball to. So they're throwing him out there in that respect. He's got the best running back in the league, which will help. And he's got an offensive line, which is, which is pretty good now. So he'll have that around him. Now it's all on the kid to, to sort of put up or shut up, as they like to say. I mean, they could have waited a little longer to have done this. They could have allowed Eli to get through half the season and then say, look, we're, we're sitting here at three and five and it's time to make a change. Um, so was it necessary to do it after the second game? No, but this was coming. So get him yeah, in there. Oh, yeah. And you're right, John, get him in there. Now, he's yeah. not going to lead the Giants to the promised land. But if this is no. a lost season for the Giants on the field, and it is, then you've got yeah, to expose it, Daniel Jones to all circumstances. What happens when you get knocked down? Do you get back up? What are you learning? You're learning zero from the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is a move that uh, uh, that Dave Gettleman's career as a giant uh, general manager will be determined by. If he flops, oh, on him. yeah, no question. Yeah. If he flops, Gettleman's out. Gettleman might be out anyway because he really hasn't done much as you detailed earlier, John. He should be out. I want him out now, and he's hiding under his desk. He won't even go near the. He should be answering some questions. I well, mean, this is, this and that crazy. might happen. That may happen after this year. You don't know. Um, and and Pat Shermer, his his career record now. Ready for this? Fifteen and thirty six. Okay. Now I know. He had a terrible Cleveland team, but who's a, who, who made the old statement? You are what your record says you are. Was that Parcells? Yes. Somebody said that yeah. he's 15 and 36. He stands on the sideline. I mean, throw your headset a little bit, get, you know, get revved up a little bit. He just doesn't look like he, you know, he doesn't inspire. I mean, if I was a player, he just wouldn't inspire me. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I was not in favor of that hire to begin with. Uh, I wasn't in favor of the whole Gettleman thing. I think the Giants right now, you know, John Mara is not Wellington. We're finding that out. And he's he's been terrible lately as an or, owner. What's that? He's been terrible lately as an owner. Yeah, he yeah. can he can he could have raised those trophies or at least the the last one. But hey, come on, man, let's go. You haven't done yeah. much in the last seven years. They talk about the Giants in this, these reverential tones. Why are they any better than the Johnson family? You tell exactly. me. Why are they better than the Johnson family running the Jets? Because because yep. they are loved by the Westchester County stockbrokers who live in their big mm-hmm. homes in Scarsdale and Larchmont and out on Long Island on the North Shore because they've got a history. Why? Why? Yeah. Because Frank They're Gifford in- played for them. Right. I mean, come they're on. In like free fall. They're in disarray right this now. This ownership group on is terrible for the, the Giants. And the coaching staff and in the front office. I mean, there's no other way to say it. You could you could look at this as a panic move. You know, they're just going right to this kid. And again, the poor kid. You know, they're... Well, the right move is, if you're going to make the move, make it when they're going on the road. They're going down to Tampa Bay. And then and here's the deal, man, with what we're talking about, the reality of the Giants. You know, you got giant fans have to be patient now. You can't get the poo birds out and all that on, you know, on a, you know, a couple games in with, with Daniel Jones here now. So it's, it's good that he's going on the road, you know, Tampa Bay are not world beaters. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a winnable game there. And yeah, so Todd Bowles, their defense has been phenomenal all year long. Mm-hmm. He's not going in and getting patty cakes. That's the, well, that's it's the NFL. I mean, it's not happening really anywhere. Good defense. 
And oh, by the way, let's talk about that team north because, yeah, down here in the city, the, the football doesn't look good. But the Buffalo Bills, now look, you're, you're, it's the Giants and the Jets that they beat. So you got to wait on that. But, you know, all this talk about Baker Mayfield and all this talk about Sam Darnold and Josh Allen is a nice quarterback. And, and you know what? They've got a good defense and they can do some damage. Yeah, they have the, they have a good defense at that first game against the Jets. They're losing 16 to nothing. Uh, Allen throws like three picks in the first half, fumbles the ball, and, and he looks like, you know, he's not going to get it done. And then they score 17, which was unbelievable. And then, um, you know, playing against the Giants on Sunday, you're right. They're 2-0, and but they really have beaten two of, uh, you know, I'd have to put other than Miami, the Giants and the Jets might be the second and third worst teams in the NFL. Well, Lee, put Detroit in there, and I know what you mean. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and the Jets team they faced uh, in the season opener is different than the one that any team will face uh, for the next few weeks at any rate. That's for sure. No doubt. I mean, they had Inunua, and they had Darnold, and they had Williams, and they had C.J. Mosley for most of the game, or half, a little over half the game. Anyway, um, this is just a Jets team that now is just banged up. Really oh bad. man, yeah, good segue over to the Jets and man, and what a what a brutal game. I mean, you know, Miles Garrett had a field day out there. I mean, he they had no time. I mean, and then Simeon got that oh, the brutal uh, ankle uh, injury. God, and you just think there's got to be a way. I know we've talked about this a few times to to protect these quarterbacks more, even more so. You know, it's all, you know, after he releases the ball. You know, same thing with uh um you know, you know, the ankle just kind of rolled on him. Now he was able to put weight on it. Um, Simeon, this Trevor Simeon, that is. Uh, but uh, there, he, I guess he's having an MRI today, and uh, there's got to be some damage there. I mean, he's probably going to be oh, out. So, so nasty. they, yeah, I would think yeah. so. Right. So they go to uh, uh, Luke uh, Falk, Falk, and you know he. God, he had no time. I mean, the guy had no yeah, time. The offensive line was, was terrible. Off, offensive Absolutely line was terrible. terrible. And, and or is, is Cleveland uh, Cleveland Browns defensive line and specifically Miles Garrett that good? I mean, he was just wreaking havoc the whole night. Well, he's pretty. A, he's pretty. What's yeah. funny is that half of the time Garrett was wreaking havoc, he was unblocked. I mean, there were yeah, the line <laughs> there horrible. Four instances where he had. Absolutely no one lay a glove on him. The the offensive, the blocking scheme either didn't account for him, how that's possible, yeah. or they were blocking down. And he came free. I mean, he's running free at this poor pinata in the backfield. And one time he did get penalized for that, you know, putting his weight on him and pile driving the guy into the ground. But um, I think it's a little of both. The offensive line is terrible, and Cleveland has got a pretty good defense. The thing that was interesting last night was that for the longest time it was 16-3, to and I wondered, you know, this Jets team is so bad, so bad now. And, Matt, you mentioned they're missing so many key pieces on that defense. Seven or eight guys that played week one were not there. Why the score wasn't like 41-3 to or, or even worse than that? And um, that might be a reflection more on Cleveland than it is on the Jets because that game was unwatchable. I kept waiting after the third quarter for ABC to come back or, or I'm sorry, ESPN to come back and say, you know, we're going to switch to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> yeah, PTI. Fight. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty ugly. Oh, um, it was so bad. And it's going to get uglier. You know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The Jets uh, had a lot of optimism 
coming into the season, understood Darnold's second year, and uh, he's going to be that much better. Uh, but their schedule was and is hard. It has yeah. become much more difficult. There was no guarantee they were going to come out of the first six games, sure, and possibly the first eight games, you know, in any kind of a good position. Because even if they're at full strength, now I would think if they were at full strength, last night would have been a better game. Uh, very disappointing that they lost to Buffalo. They let that game slip away. They just oh. did nothing. Uh, it was almost like they were hoping that the clock would run twice as fast as it did. I, they didn't really try to run the clock out, but they just didn't do anything to to protect that lead. So that was a disappointing loss with a, pretty much a, a full boat. Last night, even if they had the full boat, I don't know. You know, Cleveland is is somewhat of an improved team. Now oh, please. it's I mean, New England. If, if Sam, then they go to Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, they've got yeah. road games. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. This this Jets schedule at the beginning, they, they have the Cowboys after that. Uh then let's see. Uh, I mean, they do have a buy after the Patriots, and they got the Jags okay, and the Dolphins they should be yeah. Fine, they they need to see the Dolphins. They need to play the Dolphins now. I mean, everybody needs to play the Dolphins. <laughs> so now I might bet in my knockout pool, my survivor pool, I might bet on any team that's playing the Dolphins. Yeah, right. But, but, but let me tell you something. How, how much better are the Jets? Now, the Jets are going to New England. That's going to be brutal. That's going to be a real crooked uh, score well, there. Here's a question it could for be. you. What do you think? What do you think uh, Belichick is going to lay on the Jets? If he, this past weekend, he went down and his old defensive coordinator, Brian Flores, is now the head coach in Miami. And he threw, he laid 43 points on him. And I think they, you know, they yeah. scored two touchdowns late in that game. What do you think he's going to do to the Jets? Do you think he's going to soft pedal this? No, absolutely not. No, no. I mean, if, if there's uh, if there's a silver lining in all this, Le'Veon Bell can still play, man. I mean, he actually had a good night. So fumbled uh, the ball when they could have yeah, scored a touchdown. Yeah, that was, which that, might, that, that was which brutal. That the was brutal. I don't think it would have changed anything. No, and he did fumble. Would have looked it. a little better. Yeah, but no, you um, can't. He, you can't fault him. He no. was. He was good. No, that was a bad turnover, but he did well. I mean, he you know he ran the ball well. He he caught the ball. I mean, he's 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 it's he's st- he's still Le'Veon Bell is, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But well, I mean, he's in a tough spot. Hopefully, he doesn't revert back to the Le'Veon Bell from the Pittsburgh locker room. Yeah, that uh, was not a great soldier, and he's yeah. going to be on a team that might win three games this year. Yeah. So, is there what, could, what's what's going to happen between you know the the first year coach there, Gase, and the team that's going nowhere, and and Bell being the uh, the battering ram each and every week. This, this has, you know, the makings of stay tuned. It could really spiral. It depends on when Darnold comes back. I mean, he, he can't play defense. He can't replace Quinn Williams. He can't catch the ball. He's no Quincy and Nunwa. So, it, you know, it's not going to be him alone. Depends on how long this mono lasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If he comes back sooner rather than later, throw the bye week in there, they can salvage something. But if it goes to the longer end of the four to six weeks um, and they've got that gauntlet, even with the, the bye week, Patriots, mm-hmm. Cowboy, Eagles, Cowboys and Patriots again, you know, they could be easily staring at 0 and 6 when he comes back. So, um yeah, that to me a lot hinges on him coming back and because you can't win with Luke Falk. 
Well, here, well, you can't. You can't. But, I'm but, sorry. But he came I'm out. Sorry. Yeah, I don't care how he looked. He, you can't win. They signed him off the practice squad. You can't win with Luke Falk. Understood. But boy, did he come out in a brutal uh, situation there. And he, and he did his best, man. I mean, he did complete a few passes. But my hey, goodness. I have the yeah, highest respect idea. for anybody who plays one game at the professional yeah. level. You are among the best of the best who have ever played the game. It is the very top of the pyramid. I know those who only play one game or handful of games, they look at their peers and they don't feel they've accomplished anything because they didn't have a career. But I have the utmost respect for anyone who can get there because you're pretty damn mm-hmm. good. Think of the best players you ever saw and most of them never make it to the professional level, the highest professional mm-hmm. level. So I'm showing some respect, but you can't win with Luke Falk. I'm sorry, you just can't. Hey, I have an idea. Ready, Go ahead, ready buddy. for my idea, my idea when I'm floated by you. If, if we find out that Darnold is going to be out multiple weeks, how about the Jets make a phone call and go across to the other team's locker room and bring in a Hall of Famer for a couple That would be pretty days. interesting, right? Right. Of course, Somebody that— Eli Manning puts on gangrene and, and takes them to— uh, to prominence again. That would make that. Course, football in New York but... interesting, I'll tell you that. And it will never happen for yeah. the obvious reasons. But how about this question? Right. What do you do if you are New Orleans? If you're Pittsburgh? Are you making a call? You, you should. I think New Orleans. A lot of quarterbacks injured right now. You know? I mean, Roethlisberger's out for the year. Nasty injury to Drew Brees. Teddy yeah. Bridgewater is probably not the answer down there. So would New Orleans love to have their native son come back and play for the and Saints? And would Eli want to go? You know, yeah, I mean, he wants to play. Eli yeah. Apple back in the <laughs> Here's the thing. You're right. Would Eli want to go? I mean, he's got family here, et cetera, et cetera. And you have to uproot everybody. He does not. He is not happy. He won't say much. I mean, maybe he will. I mean, he might say in his kind of even flat way, you know, I'm not happy. Oh, I want to play. Exactly. Right. But he's not going to be a problem child. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to go quietly into the night. He doesn't want to hold the helmet on the sideline. So if there's a team like a New Orleans, that's pretty darn good. As long as the officials let them play, um, uh-huh. he might want to go there. And it doesn't matter how long Drew Brees is. Well, he just injuries. has a sprained thumb, right? I mean, it's not that bad. Yeah, I don't know Brees. what the full. Yeah, yeah, so but he's going to miss six, maybe six or seven really? weeks. So he's yeah, wow. He's yeah, I, I, I wasn't wow. sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, you know, I mean, he Eli just might be his hand on a helmet, but I guess it's, it's a significant yeah. sprain or whatever. So, so he well, he's thirty-eight or thirty. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I think he's actually forty. But wow. at any rate, he might be forty. Yeah, I think he is. But at any rate, um, that would appeal to Eli. Back to New Orleans, where he obviously uh, comes from. Grew up. A really good team. And yes, he knows he's just holding the place till Breeze comes back. But that's far different than backing up a rookie who Mm -hmm. uh, has taken your job. So that that might be interesting. It might be be, uh, uh, appetizing to him because let's face it, the Giants played their last card here. Mm -hmm. You give the ball to Daniel Jones. You have seen the last of Eli Manning. Absolutely. Uh, unless Jones gets hurt. you They will never go back to him. As bad as he mm-hmm. might be, and if he's bad, it's his game now. Yeah. This is the final card. The last shoe has dropped. You're putting your Hall of Famer on the bench. He's been great. Thank you for your contribution. And now, you know, like with Kurt Warner, when, when Eli took his position, 
you know, Kurt wasn't awful and they just had to get Eli on the field. It's now Jones's time. So we've seen the last of Eli Manning under center for the New York football giants. And now we got to live with it. I agree. And they're going to hang you on. I mean, we just talked about Le'Veon Bell holding up in the locker room. But what about, uh, we'll put it to you with the giants. You know, uh, Barkley could get a little, I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's a different uh, locker room guy. Yeah, I mean, guy. yeah, yeah but it, still, it doesn't strike me that's his MO. Right? But still, there's yeah. not a lot around him. And now he's got a rookie quarterback. You can see some frustration coming from him. Great player. Well, you know, who also, again, to... had a good night, too. He had, a, he had over yeah. 100 yards. It goes back Day, to, afternoon. you know, do you draft a running back number two in the draft as good as he is? You know, it could be a guy who's going to be wasted on a team for years. I mean, if Jones is not the answer, then then Saquon's looking at eight men in the box for the rest of his career, <laughs> okay? And he'll do amazing things because he is amazing. And, you know, through through one season and two games, he will probably put on a yellow jacket. I mean, he's that good. But he could be, you know, a guy, one of these great running backs that just flounders on a, on a franchise that doesn't get out of its own way. And there's many of them. Barry Sanders comes to mind. Yeah. Or he may be the guy that says, you know what? Eli hasn't been getting it done, man. It's time to turn the page quietly. He'll say that. Yeah. He'll think it to himself. And so let's bring the young kid in. And if Daniel Jones can complete a few more passes by a little time, I agree. Eli hasn't been horrible, but that no. would suddenly change Saquon Barkley's outlook. So let's see what happens. Um, we knew the moment was near. I mean, look, they, they ended a streak a couple of years ago. So you you knew there was some souring on his ability. He just had the backing of ownership, which goes a long way. And understandably so, again, did a lot for the Giants, but a new era has begun. Yeah, and, and Kyler Murray's been pretty good. He's thrown for 300 yards in his first two games. Um, you know, they haven't won, but... Um, he's been really good. And Daniel Jones, as I said, had a really good preseason, but in the end, does that really mean anything? He was playing against guys that are working at Walmart and home Depot right now for most of it. But John, what were you going to find out? Right. I mean, were you going to have him sit out the whole season and then have him play against uh, Walmart employees again, and then hope that next opening day he can do it. So maybe, maybe, it, it was going to happen in some people's minds a little later in the season. Uh, right. But for anybody to be shocked that it's happened, I'm not saying you are, but looking at some of this reaction on Twitter from some NFL reporters is, is rather shocking uh, that anyone yeah. would be surprised. Yeah. The, the, the time yeah. was coming. New Dawn yeah. is here. And I know, Johnny, that you, you've had it up to your ears with, uh, with OBJ, but you saw, oh. you saw last night, man, he takes a short slant across the field, you know, and then takes it to the house. I mean, he really is an incredible talent. I mean, well, I look at eight yard pass where a defender takes a bad route and basically he just ran. So the more impressive one was the one handed catch. He's, okay, oh, yeah. He's a star. Yeah, I, 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 I forgot about that. Yeah. Touchdown to me was a, you know, just a busted. I was, on a, I was most impressed by the million dollar watch he had on in, in warmups. Yeah. I mean, I mean what, what are we doing? I mean, this is just ridiculous with the watch. If I'm a defender, I'm targeting the watch. I'm going after that. I want to. I want to get a helmet on that watch. And Million bucks for a watch. Million ridiculous dollar watch who well there are some very affluent people in this world that would buy million dollar prior week he had one he had a three hundred thousand dollar watch so he just stepped it up a little bit that's all yeah exactly and uh, some watchmaker he's got a 
got a, uh, I don't know the yeah, name, meal but it's, or yeah, it's, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's got one of those shops on Fifth Avenue, the whole bit, or Madison Avenue or something like that. So, yeah. For a million dollars, he should come to my home, cook a meal, and then, uh, you know, he should give me a back rub. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. as, as, as hard as it is to see, you know, Eli these first two weeks throwing to, you know, Cody Latimer and Corey Core, I think was one of the guys' names. You know, I don't miss him. I don't miss his antics. Sure, he's a star player, but he mm. was hard to root for. You know, maybe maybe I'm now at, at 51, the get-off-my-lawn guy, but I, I'm glad he's off my lawn. Mm. I, I don't need all that stuff with him. I mean, it just grew too much. It was week in and week out, and I'm, I'm glad that he's gone. Well, I just you, wish they could have gotten more for him. That's on Gettleman. And I understand. I understand that feeling because we, we tend to, many of us, like to have our guys act like they've done it before. But I guarantee if the Giants were better, I mean, look at Antonio Brown. Steeler fans, all the stuff, antics. Le'Veon Bell, we talked about what he was doing in Pittsburgh. As long as they won, life was good. Then they started to lose and you get tired of it. I think, you know, OBJ's problems run deep, but I also think that if he had a better team around him and he was running, uh, taking eight-yard passes where a guy slips and falls and turning them into touchdowns on a regular basis and the Giants were winning, I think there'd be a different view of him. Yeah. But, uh, but I understand what you're saying. Kind of, Just got, as long as after that 89-yard slant he took to the end zone, he doesn't get down on two knees yeah. and act like he's urinating but, but, like a dog. There we go. But, John, by the way, I mean, there's not a lot of wide receivers. Most wide receivers get caught in that spot. He just has a fifth gear and he's gone and no cornerback or safety can get him. And it happens yeah. all the time. So what, what I'm saying is, and we saw the one hand grab. Yes, you miss him. I, I mean, I'd rather, no, you, you don't miss him. You're done with it. I'm sure a few uh, Giant fans do would put up with the antics, but but uh, but it's just they a, put up with Lawrence LT. Yeah, but my point is, is I mean, it's just an exceptional talent. It really, really is. And you're you're wondering what he, what he's going to do in Cleveland. If anybody's wondering what he was going to do in Cleveland, well, you saw it last night. I mean, yeah. You know, well, the difference with LT again, is it was hidden. All the stuff was covered up. And LT's thing was he performed on the field, and all the other antics were covered up. Yeah. And that that was back then. Players have changed. I think if an LT with all his problems with drugs and alcohol and everything else played in this era, he would be found out a little bit more. But let's face it, as long as you play, people will yeah. people will cheer for you. The New England Patriot fans and that organization, they love them some Antonio Brown. Right. And yeah. that doesn't matter what he I, does off the field. And and the also, I think maybe sadly with in some LT, cases, and that, that I don't, I don't remember them, LT making it all about himself as much and no. all the the stuff on the sidelines and the me 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 stuff. And his stuff was off the field, yeah. But it was thirty years ago. Was, yeah, yeah. It you was, know, it was it a was different a era. Distraction. There's no doubt. It was a different and era. Odell's got he's got a long way to go. He's yeah. got ten more years to to even you know be mentioned in the same breath. The as, only uh, the only brand yeah the only brand that athletes talked about thirty or forty years ago is the brand of cigarettes they smoked. Now <laughs> yeah. now it's yeah. their own personal brand. They don't smoke anymore. That thank yeah. God has uh, <laughs> ended for the most not entirely, but for the most part among professional athletes. But uh, now they talk about their individual brands because it's about me. Yeah. And oh, by the way, Baker Mayfield, man, that guy slings it. He's got an arm. 
I mean, we got to yeah. watch the Browns guy. I mean, listen, Miles Garrett was all over the field. You got, uh, you got, you know, Beckham Jr. Now, I mean, that guy can throw the ball May- Mayfield and, you know, they, they, they could win some games. We'll have to see. They looked awful in their first week and they woke up a little bit here. So. Well, he's the poster boy for the NFL. He's in he's in every other commercial he's yeah. put on. I mean, he's yeah. fixing the lights. And What's the Home Depot commercial? It's actually pretty good. He's like, like his home yeah. is the is the, is the stadium. On his face in week one. Yeah, he's awful. And so so, but my know, but I'm saying you know the Jets the Jets are not not a good team right now. But you know the Browns were looked awfully good and just you know keep an eye on them. They got some stars there. So, um, well, it's now or never yeah. because they've been waiting for Cleveland to get it going. He, he won the Heisman Trophy, and he's got Jarvis Landry on one side and OBJ on the other side. I mean, if you can't win with that, yep. when the heck is that franchise ever going to win? Freddie yeah. Kitchens for president. Yeah. Yeah, Freddie, Freddie. And well, listen, I know you guys watched the game last night. How bad is it to listen to that crew they have now? I mean, Booger McFarland, can he stop talking for once and let a play happen? It's in, e- it's in ESPN's policy guidelines. Their analysts must speak ad nauseum. Oh my god! You, do you watch baseball? Just, it's nonstop chatter. No, I know. Now, yeah. I, listen. Uh, if you watch old baseball games, I'm talking like 1967. They'll show a classic game. Those guys didn't say anything, and the right. pitch, and then you heard crowd noise for 15 seconds. And a ground ball a second, and that'll do it. The Cardinals go down in order in the first inning. We'll move to the second after this. I need a little <laughs> bit more than that. Give me the <laughs> give me the Mets announcers who tell me some stories and are funny. Uh, yeah. But my God, there are they, some they, they announcers sell who the product do or not yeah. shut up. And ESPN is very guilty of that. Very, Let very guilty. Exactly. Well, guys, the Daniel Jones era starts in, in Tampa Bay. We will certainly uh, follow it on uh, this show and on our site. Our site, of course, is moresportsnow.com. We have a weekly podcast. We also have the RU Review coming up uh, later in the week. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. RU Review, by the way, uh, our look at Rutgers football, for those who don't oh, know. Oh, yes. So I'm assuming that you all know uh, that it is a, uh, a review of the Rutgers football weekly, and it's sponsored by Zebra Pen that's coming up uh, later this week. So for Steve Titchener, Matt Lachlan, and John Mackley, we will catch you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.